Hey guys, Dale here. I know you've heard us talk about Manscaped and Manscaped.com plenty in the last few weeks or few months during the whole offseason. You guys, if you have not at least been on the website and searched around, you're doing yourself a disservice. Manscaped.com is probably the best grooming tool website that you could possibly get. I know I'm sure you've gotten razors and different things from different stores, but I'm telling you, me and Christian and John and Armando have been talking about this from day one as soon as we found out about it, and especially the Lawnmower 2.0, the no-nick technology. It's waterproof. Uh, you, you hook it up to a USB cable to charge it. Um, all their products are top-notch. Uh, it's, it's really awesome. If you want to trim your balls and you don't want to worry about nicking your ball sack, then I highly urge you to go check out manscaped.com, order yourself a a lawnmower 2.0. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. Uh, you heard Christian yesterday even say that he shaved his chest with it and, uh, and it shaved around his nipples with no problem. So it's versatile. Uh, you can do whatever you want manscaped.com enter promo code ESF and you get 20% off so you support the show by going to the website and helping out uh, our sponsor and at the same time you're helping out your uh, your balls and uh, you're looking good so check it out manscaped.com promo code ESF yeah eat sleep fantasy you rocking with the best NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dale. Thanks for joining us and downloading on this awesome Friday. If you're listening Friday, Saturday, if you're listening Sunday, maybe it's not too late. Definitely, if you're listening to it on a Monday, uh, you need to shut this off and go to our most recent episode. Uh, But thanks for downloading because it helps our numbers. Uh, With me is, I know you've seen his articles fly off the shelves uh, eat sleep doc, uh, <laughs> eat sleep fantasy.com. It is a website. Clayton Cadu. Man, did I say I today? I thought, okay, I'm going to say Clayton's name right, and he's going, we're just going to move past it, and we're not going to talk about your last name. <laughs> and I screwed it up. I no, think. you did. You're close, close, a lot closer than uh, it's been. That's for sure. Okay. If you guys can't understand what he's saying, he is Canadian. Uh, so, um, you know, if, if you don't speak Canadian, you, uh, you might not understand all the crazy <laughs> words he says today on the podcast. Uh, but he is super knowledgeable. He writes our starts and sits article. He writes our uh, waiver, wire, wire, uh, waiver wire article on our website. I'm really bad at you're hosting. Str- and I'm really bad at talking. I should, <laughs> I should not have a podcast. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, Clayton's going to help us today going over some of the sits and starts that he mentioned. We're going to go through the mailbag on our Eat Nation private group on Facebook. Uh, once a week, we try to get on there just to do a Q&A, and we figured to go ahead and do a podcast on it today. So we're going to go through that. We're going to go through some sits and starts. Uh, I recently published my rest of season rankings, which is going to help you guys with trading and just looking at rest of season, who to you know who to stash and things like that. Um, it does change, and it is going to morph almost day-to-day, week-to-week, so you might want to keep checking out on it. Again, it's eatsleepfantasy.com, the website on the internet. Clayton, uh, everything's going all yeah, right? Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, looking forward to this finally. Uh, with a, I, I bailed on you a couple times here, so it's good, uh, good to No, no, on. no. <laughs> here you go, just trying to be Mr. Nice Guy again. We, uh, we were going to record together, uh, I don't know, like, a month ago and then i just canceled on you like literally last minute yeah you did i was waiting and then i texted you and you're like oh man yeah yeah that's okay no but no Uh, big deal we're on now life with a two-year-old is tough man you don't have to tell me but i'm gonna make it up to you because this is probably gonna be our most popular episode ever uh you're gonna get tons of feedback you're probably gonna get tens maybe even hundreds of thousands of followers on twitter just from this uh just from this podcast alone if you guys aren't following clayton What's your Twitter handle, Clayton? It's at Cadu Clayton. That's at C-A-D-I-E-U-X Clayton. 
Oh, yeah, geez. I know. It's stupid Twitter yeah, handle. That might be man. worse That's, than Steve's. Yeah, I should maybe try to change it or something at some point. Why don't? Why aren't you like Canadian Clayton? Hey, that'd or be a good like, one. Uh, I don't know. That actually, <laughs> it's, my best ideas come from the top of my head. I'm telling you, that was a good one. You're, uh, if you have a better name for Clayton than Canadian Clayton on Twitter, uh, let Absolutely. him know. Absolutely. He's also I'll, on the I'll Facebook be, I'll group. Be, uh, I have no problem changing it if I get a pretty sweet name to change it to for sure. And if you pay him like 20 bucks, he'll name it whatever you want. Exactly. He's cheap. <laughs> hey, man. If I had, uh, Clayton, if I had the right. American money compared to our Canadian money, I'd be loaded. Our dollar is horrible. <laughs> Does every Canadian say that? Like, man, if I only lived in America. <laughs> oh, well, you guys have the best. You guys have the cheapest booze. That's for sure. And just everything's so much better there. I love California. I need to move there. Yeah, do you? <laughs> it's only in the winter months. In the oh. winter months, I do. Right, right. Yeah, then that's when you start feeling yeah. sad and want to move. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's... Uh, so there's a couple things really quick. I guess we'll go into the mailbag, knock that out, because I know a lot of the people are waiting to hear their questions answered, and that's kind of uh, kind of important. And maybe some of this will kind of morph into the starts and stits as we start talking about these players. Yeah, absolutely. Good? Let's jump into it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I guess you know we don't have to uh, we don't have to tread lightly. Let's just dive into it. Uh, I will say. Uh, look, well, I guess it doesn't matter. Okay, I'll just go from the top and, and go down. Uh, Curtis Williams, uh, Chef Curtis, I think you guys know him on the podcast for those listening a while. Uh, Curtis really wants your thoughts on Sanders. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Emmanuel Sanders. I'll give my thoughts, but I, I know you have some stuff on Sanders uh, that you want to share. Yeah, um, he. I think what was the question? He wanted to know why why we ranked him so low. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Why Sanders is ranked so low the first couple of weeks, and then uh, and then we'll he has a couple other questions. But let's start with yeah, Sanders. Yeah, well, to start, I have him for this week at least. I have him as my wide receiver thirty four, uh, and he's been good. He's been amazing the last couple of weeks. He's he's the number three uh, wide receiver three in fantasy right now. He's had twenty targets over two or through two games. And what's what was an interesting stat that I saw was he's only running twenty six percent of his snaps out of the slot. So he's actually doing all his production on the outside against you know the team's top cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that is pretty interesting. For me, it's not Sanders that I'm that I'm worried about. It's Joe Flacco. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's how dependable is Joe Flacco in especially in this offense where we're not he's not expected to score a ton of points anyways. That's what kind of scares me. So. Yeah, Sanders is above average, but are you going to count on him week to week? I don't think you can. Uh, this week. No, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just about to say, yeah. Well, I was just to, to going to jump into this week as well. Like, if we're going to facing the Packers, I think it's a bad, bad matchup for him for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Joe Flacco completed, uh, I'm sorry, attempted the second most out of any quarterbacks last week. I don't think that's going to be normal, you yeah. know. And and the Packers defense is improved. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Packers defense. Actually, I think it's a pretty good defense to stream this week as well, and maybe even rest of the season. Keep looking at Green Bay because they're going to be sneaky. But I don't think this week is a great week to start Sanders if you absolutely don't. Yeah, have exactly. To. I agree with that too. And you know, the issue is because of. I don't know. I'm going to get this this name wrong, but uh, he's going to be shadowed mostly if he does line up on the outside like he has been by Jai, Jair Alexander. Does that sound right? Yeah. Jair, and yeah. the only way that I think he does have success this week is if he plays more out of the snap or out of the slot because Alexander doesn't play slot coverage. And the okay. guy that's going to be covering him is Trayvon Williams, and he can be easily be beat. So if he turns all those more than you know plays more than half of his snaps out of the slot then he could be productive but i can't really see that happening this week yeah and i do hate flack okay <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know yeah i i hate him too i i don't think i've ever ranked him above like quarterback 25 <laughs> like in the past three years i mean he's just 
he's just not dependable. And yes, can he have a top twelve, you know, week somehow? Yeah, he definitely can, especially given game script. But I'm not betting on that week to week. No, I, yeah, you can't. All right, uh, our friend Suk Dave, uh, panicking with Kamara. What's going on with Kamara here? I have him. Let's see. For this week, I'm just looking back at my rankings. You can find all our rankings on our website. Uh, I have Kamara at where did I have him at? Alan Kamara. I have him at eight this week, which is probably lower than a lot of people. I have him the lowest out of uh, everybody here in our consensus at EC Actually, Fantasy. Actually, it's funny because I also have him at eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I have him. Yeah, just uh, I have. Yeah, like Austin Eckler's ahead of him. I have David Johnson ahead of him. What the problem is with that is I'm I don't know I'm panicking very much, but is the whole Taysom Hill thing like the the fact that if he's going to be on, especially when they're you know in the in the red zone, like he's going to be taking touches away from Kamara, you know. Yep. So that's that's my that's I mean, last, my only la- concern about Kamara. Yeah, last week, absolutely. Last week he had only three targets against the Rams. And he plays a tougher defense in Seattle this week. Only 13 rushes week one, the same as week two. So it's he's not that huge, you know, uh, volume guy yet. And I don't know if we were really expecting him to or what. But, yeah, and especially with Hill, they're kind of, like you said, grabbing the ball inside the five-yard line. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, no, I, that's I'm, exactly I'm it. Panicking? Panicking, no, but a little nervous, yeah. Well, just it, it worries you because I mean, I would, I do you know how many, uh, how many uh, red zone touchdowns did Hill have last year? I think he had a few for sure that he took away from Kamara, and mm-hmm. depending yeah, on how, I mean, my, how many snaps, like with Peyton saying that it's going to be a, what they're just going to run pretty much run both quarterbacks out there, right? Like you, you, right. you don't know what's going to happen. I'm like really curious. I want to see how this all pans out on when they when they play on Sunday and. Maybe we have a better understanding of, you know, what what's going to happen to this offense moving forward. Yep. I mean, with Drew Brees out there, and you know, if if the offense is rolling, normally I'd have no problem playing Kamara, even if he gets a touch mat tough matchup, because you know they're going to get the ball in his hands some way, twenty plus times, right? Or you know, fifteen to twenty times at least. I know he's not a huge volume guy, but the you know, limited carries, you know, thirteen carries. And just a couple targets isn't enough for him to be that strong top running back that we all hoped he yeah, would be. Exactly. So. All right. Uh, let's just. I'm just going down the list here because there are there are you know good good questions in here. I'm going to skip some of the ones we can't talk about Lamar Jackson anymore because I think we hit our limit, and we can't talk about Todd Gurley anymore. What did you so. uh, change topic real quick? What did you think of that trade I made with John and? Dynasty. With what was it? Whole, uh, I got Lamar Jackson, Christian Kirk, and Cooper Cup, and I gave up Pat Mahomes and Deontay Johnson. Uh, that's a really good trade yeah, for you. So, well, my, here's my understanding: the original trade was going to be Mahomes, uh, sorry, Jackson and Diggs. And my problem is on that team is I'm I have pretty solid running backs. And my receivers, I needed depth, right? So he, and then I, I wanted to go, I went after Odell. He had no part of that or Julio. So then he's the one that came up with the, with the Christian Kirk and the cup. And the reason being is because Diggs is inconsistent. I, I, in my opinion, I just think week to week, he's inconsistent. And I think out of those three receivers in, in with the Rams, I think cups the most consistent of them all. So Yes. You know, and I got yeah, depth absolutely. with Christian Kirk back there too now. Both both guys are startable this week, so I was uh, I was very happy to accept it. Look, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to finish the season as the number one quarterback, right? And so in probably by a pretty good margin. But Lamar Jackson and Cooper Cup, I think it's a pretty fair trade. I think I like your side a little bit better. Yeah, and everyone on um, my poll I put on Twitter as well. Everyone and everyone agreed with that too. So, yeah, yeah, I like it. So yeah, sorry to get off topic right. there. Just talked about Lamar Jackson. No, so I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. As soon as I said don't talk about Lamar Jackson anymore, <laughs> you want to talk about him. So thanks. Yeah, no problem. That's how they do. That's how they do in Canada. Uh, Manny, 
uh, Manny Parra wants, or I guess it's not even a question, I get his. Grill dogs are better than micro dogs are better than boiler dogs. Prove me wrong. Uh, I agree. You grill the hot dog, which is the best. You microwave the hot dog, which is the second best. Uh, you just never boil the dogs. So <laughs> Boiling hot um, dogs. You agree is, with this? Uh, absolutely, 100%. Okay, good. Maybe I maybe I should be Canadian because most everybody says boil. No, so. it's a it's, it's I, I don't it is I'd rather I'd well yeah I wouldn't even really eat a microwave dog but I'd eat a microwave dog over a a boiled hot dog yeah for sure yeah 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 all right uh geez okay so the hot dogs are on people's minds uh if you could choose one to two condiments on your hot dog what would it be for me is uh, ketchup and mustard for sure of yeah. course yeah yeah. All right, the next question is pretty interesting. Uh, we do get some questions about Austin Eckler. Do you keep him rest of the season, or do you try to sell him high now? I have an answer. Uh, do you? Uh, I want to hear your thoughts, and I will. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about my rest of the season rankings here. Well, in my in my opinion, I wouldn't. I would. I would roll with him the rest of the year. Right now, he's pretty much. He's getting the exact same amount of carries as as Melvin Gordon was getting last year, he's averaging 14 and a half carries game, six receptions. Um, with no Hunter Henry now, I'm, I think he's probably going to be a, he's going to catch a few more balls out of the backfield. And the one thing that I found was interesting was even last year with Gordon, uh, Eckler still had almost a thousand yards, total, total yards and six touchdowns. I don't think that changes when Gordon does come back, to be honest with you. I think he's good. He already, if, if, if he comes back, <laughs> He he's game script uh, game script proof, so he's always on the field. He may lose a few touches to Justin Jackson from this point on, just because Jackson's looked so good. But in my opinion, Eckler is just going to be the same guy if and when Gordon does come back. I think he will be, you know, even when Gordon is back, you can still slot him in as as a flex play, even like a, a running back too. That's that's yeah. my opinion. Uh, I. No, I, I agree. I think he is a good running back, too, uh, RB2 here. He has uh, – I have him ranked for the rest of the season as running back 21. Uh, so that's that's right pretty much where you explained. And like you said, six receptions a game, uh, you know, over 60 yard, yards reception, uh, over 60 receiving yards per game. So, yeah, I have no I have no issues – rolling out Austin Eckler for the rest of the year, really. And his schedule isn't crazy. He does play Miami, which is nice in week mm. four. Uh, he has a, if you want to call it tough, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Chicago. They've been playing the running backs well so far. We'll see what happens with Pittsburgh. But, you know, besides that little stretch in the middle of the season, it's not really that bad. Um, you know, for he has a late bye, which helps. So, yeah, I like Austin Eckler. I think... Look, if you could sell him high as an RB one, yes. I mean, if you can, if you can, I'll give you a list of people that you can sell him for. That I think, if you can, go for it. Josh Jacobs, uh, Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack, uh, probably Joe Mixon and Mark Ingram. Those are kind of pretty much those guys in that group that I would trade away. Uh, if I had Austin Eckler, I'd want those guys. I'd even go as far as saying maybe even Matt Breida. I think Matt Breida has a little bit more value. But after that, uh, guys that I wouldn't trade, I would probably take Austin Eckler over David Montgomery, over Devonta Freeman, over Damian Williams, um, guy, you know, Carlos Hyde. You should take anybody. Carry on Johnson is a Hyde. maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Carlos Hyde is, uh, you know, 20 rushes last yeah. week against Jacksonville. That's sneaky. I'm not sure he can um, sustain that. I don't think that's going to – I don't no. know. He's just – he does this every year, right? He Probably has these, these games where he's mm -hmm. really good, and then he puts up a donut next week, right? So, Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and I'm a Texans fan, and I was all on the, the Duke Johnson train, but I'm slowly falling off of it right now because he's not looking the best <laughs> right now neither. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Austin Eckler carrying on Johnson are kind of – I believe around the same value. I might take carry on Johnson before Eckler, but that's that's a tough one. That's maybe a more of a gut call there. Yeah. So just to give you uh, 
that I mean, again, that's just my rest of season rankings you can find on the site. Yeah. But, so basically, uh, you're saying depending on what you, if you could get any of those guys that you listed, then you would you would sell high on him. If not, you're you're content with just keeping him, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a price, yeah. right? I mean, when when people are like, oh, you know, do you, you know, do you would you trade DeAndre Hopkins? Like, yeah, of course, for the right <laughs> exactly. price. Yeah. You know, I, nobody's never off the table when we're trading. And I am not a very good trader, by the way. But, you know, well, I try. I, I just, I don't have good, uh, my back and forth skills are pretty bad. Like when somebody says, oh, do you want this trade? I'm like, no. And I don't like counter. I get lazy about it. I'm not very motivated. Um, so Wait, the, see the way that I, I'm the, I'm similar, same thing. There's so many times I'll just hit like cancel and someone will be like, what the hell? Like why counter or something? So then I'll go just like overboard, right? I'll just be like, give me somebody that I know they're not going to just so that they go one step lower and kind of works out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So Let's see. I'm just going down here. What I'm going to do with Devonta Freeman. This is a pretty interesting one. I, I'm i a little nervous about Freeman. He is. He hasn't scored yet this year. No Atlanta running back has scored this year yet. Will that turn around? Of course. You know, Eventually it will correct itself. Me and Breeder talked about this last episode. Maybe he gets back on board this week uh, against Indianapolis, a pretty good matchup. And he has Tennessee, which Tennessee has been doing pretty good against the run. So I don't have a lot of faith. I mean, he has 19 rushes through the first two games. And he's losing he's losing snaps to Edo Smith more than what I thought he was. He- but to go to right. to go into that, you know, like if you like, I have him in my in my starts. Uh, column this week as well i think think, uh, he has a great i think this is the week that they're going to get him going if not push the panic yeah absolutely if this this should be a game where freeman finds end zone and does okay if he doesn't if he doesn't produce this is a time to be like okay cut bait do something with him sell low i guess for somebody with high upside um I don't know. I we I guess we could talk about that after this, but this this week he should be good, and we're gonna get into your sit uh, your starts column in a minute. But yeah, yeah, uh, I'm looking at his name right there on your on your article there. All right, uh, let's keep going down. Let's see how much time do we have left here. All right, let's go a couple more. I like answering some of these questions here. Um, What's your thought? How about this one? I I actually really thought this question was interesting. The sure. DJ Moore without uh, Cam, where how how do you think it's gonna how that's gonna pan out? Look, Cam Newton hasn't thrown a touchdown no. pass this year, and I think uh, I read somewhere it's been like eight home games or something like that. Something don't quote me on that. Uh, I'm I'm bad at remembering this stuff, but it was something crazy like the last seven or eight home games he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass, which is nuts. Without Cam, I don't know if. The passing attack can get any worse. No, I, I mean, I, and the thing is, so with like with, if you look at how good Moore's rate, uh, Moore is right now, like A. Cam's been like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and Moore's still on pace for. I read today, 192 targets, 128 receptions, and 1,300 plus yards, and that's with Newton being just terrible. So now, yeah. if you think about it, with Kyle Allen coming in. I think he's. I think he's going to be perfectly fine, to be honest with you. I'm sorry? All of his catches. Yeah, yeah. All of his catches have been uh, have been short passes. He hasn't been going. I think his yards uh, yards per catch is like somewhere around eight yards per catch. So all of the yardage he's getting, it's basically he's catching short passes and he's running with it, right? Right. And yep. you know, compared to Curtis Samuel, whose yards uh, yards per catch is like over over fourteen. So even if even if Allen's just you know dumping him off, I think Moore's still going to get his catches, get his yards, and I think yeah. I think it's yeah, going to I mean, be no different. Yeah, exactly. If they play him safe, or they play Kyle and safe, uh, which is Cam's backup, and he can still dink and dunk. Uh, last uh, last time he started week seventeen last year, uh, he went for over two hundred yards and two touchdowns. 
again, I was kind of garbage town, garbage time, whatever. Um, it, it wasn't garbage town, but uh, it was garbage time. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, he's, he's serviceable at least, right? I mean, he could play. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, so. I'm, I I think I have him as my wide receiver 28 this week, I think. Yeah, okay. so I'm not I'm yeah. not worried at all. Yeah. He's playable. Um one of our uh, good loyal listeners, Patrick, uh we call him Outback Pat, or we used to. He said he left Outback and went to AT&T. Grade the trade. Um Outback has his perks. You get free blooming onion, I'm sure, being a manager at Outback. Uh, I'm sure after a while you kind of get bored of the steaks and stuff just because it's like, okay, you know, you probably know where they come from. You know, maybe not, you know, subpar cooking or whatever. I don't know. So you kind of get bored of the steaks after a while. AT&T, on the other hand, you get good upgrades on the iPhone. Those okay, so yeah, sorry. Anymore. I'm, I'm going to sound like an idiot. So that's, uh, that's like a phone provider? Oh my god! Yeah, guy, we don't have AT and T here. <sighs> Do you know Outback yes, Steakhouse? Yes, it only lasted in in Edmonton here for like two years, <laughs> and it's out of here. She gone. Really? Yeah. There's not one here anymore. That's crazy, man. Outback at my at my, you know, I'm in the south. I'm in South uh, North Carolina, you know. So it's you know the southeast, but um, yeah, Outback it has a line out the door every day. Really. Big fat, big fat rednecks love their yeah. steak. <laughs> no, they we so. yeah, it lasted here. And like I said, a couple years, and it was it was gone. I ate there a few times, and it was very good. Yeah, yeah, not bad. But I wouldn't be. Hey, I, know, wouldn't they had be I wouldn't be leaving a a Outback Steakhouse to go work at a a phone company. Though I'll tell you that. <laughs> My wife works for a phone company here. Yeah, oh, does she? she does. Oh, okay. I don't know. AT and T's pretty reputable. And hey, if you if look, I always judge jobs and moving jobs by opportunity. You know, just like running backs. Um, but you know, hey, if you have the opportunity to advance and further your career and provide better for your family, then you do what you got to do. That man. is true. You know, if if Outback, you know, if if the manager position or whatever position you had at Outback. If it was like, okay, this is what I'm going to be for the next 10 years. And, that, and, and AT&T, maxes you know, out at your management. Up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give you an A. Right. I give you an A. How about that? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> not bad. All right. Uh, last one. Uh, Kevin Shepard. He is thinking about starting Frank Gore over James Conner this week. Is he crazy? if he's crazy i think uh you kind of want to i want to figure out a while i heard connor's good to go correct uh that's what i'm that's, hearing yeah that's what i've been reading and then he practiced fully on yeah, thursday and then what's the what's the story with singletary and is is he supposed to play or is he is was he out of practice as well he, today he did not practice he did not practice uh let me see yep he missed two practices wednesday and thursday with the with the hamstring issue is uh, I don't know what what would you do in that case? Would you would you would that be crazy to start Gore over Connor? Uh, I am not starting Gore over Connor. Uh, is it crazy? Probably not. I have Frank Gore at thirty four overall, and I'll probably bump him up a little bit more if David Singletary is definitely out. So say somewhere around thirty, and I'll have Connor uh, somewhere around like twenty. Right now I'm at eighteen. By the time the game time's running around, I might bump him down a couple of spots. Um, probably put Josh Jacobs ahead of him. Uh, San Francisco, they, they're okay. So, um, and, and James Conner's playing against San Francisco this week. So, yeah, I've yeah, I wouldn't call you crazy, but I'm probably starting Conner over over. Yeah, goal. I would still that I would agree with that. I got Conner, I think, at uh, what I'm looking at here, 18. And I mean, I still mm-hmm. ranked Singletary in here just until I know what's going on with that situation. So I have him ahead of Gore by five spots right now. So I have Gore at thirty-six. Yeah. That's fair. Yep. That's fair. All right, cool. So we're in agreeing. We're we're agreeing to this. All right, again, guys. Uh, Eat Nation private group on Facebook. Good stuff. Um, we got all our questions from there, and we'll probably do it again next week. So here, one more question for you, only because I'm asking for okay, my uh, for my kid. OJ Howard, what are you going to do with him? I'm sticking yeah. with him, and I'm starting him this week. Yeah, I am. I am. I think, again, this is uh, – who are we just talking about? Uh, Freeman. You know, this is his test yeah. here. 
This is how I kind of feel with O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard's going against the Giants this week. I have him at six as the sixth best tight end uh, ahead of guys like Darren Waller. Um, who do I have at seven here? Jeez, oh, oh, and now, oh, yeah, I have Jared Cook way high this year, this week too. So, yeah, I like, uh, I just, I, if OJ Howard's going to score and going to do good, it's going to be this and it's week. Against the Giants, if not, right there, they've struggled against tight ends, anyways. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I have, so. I have him at seven. I think our rankings are nice. completely different as far as because you say you have him <laughs> ahead of Waller. I have Waller like at number six this week. Yeah, Cook okay. way down there. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Is, yeah. I'm the highest on Cook. Um, yeah, I, everybody has Cook above 12, 13, 14. I think John has him at 21. Yeah, I have him at 14. And, yeah. and I have him at 7. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a little higher than, uh, than most of, with Jared Cook. Um, so. Okay, so the, basically this week you don't perform, uh, then you start to panic. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm starting him this week. Uh, for me... If I don't have a top tier guy, it, like if I'm deciding between like OJ Howard and like, I don't know, Jimmy Graham or something like that, yeah, I'm starting OJ Howard. Yeah, I have to, I have to worry about Jimmy Graham. I don't know if I, well, obviously I'm starting him because I have him, but like he worries me too. Didn't get nothing again last week. Had a good right. week one, nothing yeah. again. But that's, that's what it is. I didn't realize how, like now that I actually pay attention to, the tight end position, like I never go for any of those top, you know, top three guys. And I didn't mm. realize, yeah, like you're scraping the barrel. Like any of these guys can go off any given week. Yep. Yep. I and mean, that's the tight end position yeah. for you. I mean, and, you know, we said at the beginning of the season, you know, one, you know, what, what Mark Andrews has done in the first two, two, two weeks, he set himself up to be like already a top 12 tight end pretty oh, yeah. much. You know, like if, if he gets 40 yards a game for the rest of the season, he's going to be a top 10, top 12 tar, uh, tight where, end. Where so. did you rank him this week against Kansas City? Uh, yeah, Mark Andrews, I've met one overall. Ooh. Nice, yeah. I've met four. I thought I was high. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I really like Mark. I think Mark Andrews, uh, although he did miss practice uh, on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure he's still going to play. Is uh, I haven't heard anything that he won't. But, um, yeah, dude, he's he's a yeah, monster. He's and I think out for sure. as long as Lamar Jackson keeps performing the way he is, you know, 18 targets through two games over 200 yeah. yards. And that's that's a Baltimore to... offense for you too, right? Always like always using tight end position. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, by the way, I don't know if you've seen Jimmy Graham lately. He looks like he's aged. Yeah. Really bad. Someone actually like just... he looks like he's like. Yeah, we were just old. watching the game actually on Sunday, and actually, well, yeah, one of my buddies is, said the exact same thing. He's like. How old is Jimmy Graham? I'm like, he's like, yeah, he he just he looks bad, man. How old? Let me see how old he is. Do you know how old? How I think no, I, I think he's like late, like 29 or something. 32. He's 32. Years old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 32 years old. Um, dude, he's a beast. Six seven, ran a four five six four yard dash. But like, I'm looking at pictures when he was like a rookie, when he was like with the Saints, and then looking now, man, it's. <laughs> Whew. Football Maybe is not cheese. Because well. he just keeps thinking about the year that he had with the Saints and yeah. <laughs> how he's never been able to get that anywhere near that again. Yeah. Well, I mean, geez, poor guy. He's played with Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, and and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's had a tough life. Yeah, exactly. Produce, catch the ball, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's go through I know we're kind of uh well, we're we're doing pretty good on timing. Uh, let's go through some of your sits and starts. I have my own opinions on some of these guys. Uh, I'm kind of kind of let you take the reins here. Um, I'll mention them, and and I want you to give your kind of a quick, just quick analysis, quick hitting. We don't have to really go in deep. But your your first start of the week is Jimmy Grant, uh, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, against the Steelers. Any particular reason why Jimmy Garoppolo stayed Just, out? I, I like the way, you know, he struggled in week one. I like how he came back last week, uh, threw for almost 300 yards, three touchdowns, uh, completed 68% of his passes. And just the weapons that he has on this team right now is there's no reason why he can't continue this against a, a Pittsburgh defense that's, you know, going to be going to have it rough this week, I think. Okay. 
right. Yeah. And, I, and I, the Steelers I was, are what? They're just outside top five for most fantasy points to the quarterback position too. So that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm, next time I talk to John, I want to ask him to elaborate on this Dante Pettis. Uh, yeah. I, what's going on? I don't know, Pettis man. I got him in a dynasty league. I was so excited this whole year. And now I'm yeah. like, like, I had no, I had to put him back on, like we have what we call the farm, put him back down right. there and picked up like Devin Smith. I think I'm going to start this week <laughs> over him. And I'm like, what the right. hell? I think you just got to be patient with Dante Pettis. Um, all right. Should I do my John Chapman impression? Do it. Okay. All right. All right. This is John Chapman. Hey, so, Hey John, uh, what do you do about Dante Pettis? Well, I'm telling you, man, this guy has legs for days. I mean, he is uh, he plays all positions. He can really get into the zone when you're going deep balls or shallow. This guy's footwork and his mechanics are out of this world. You really need to stay stay patient with Dante Pettis. Jimmy Garoppolo is uh, the next greatest thing ever. We all love Jimmy Garoppolo because we know he's the best quarterback in the world. And just be patient with Dante Pettis because Dante Pettis is going to be the best wide receiver ever. That's John that Chapman. Sounds exactly like him. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I try to throw in those words that he says, the fancy words. Uh, anyways, yeah. So Jimmy Garoppolo, I wasn't a huge fan after seeing him in preseason the first week, but I think he's kind of getting his own. Uh, and, you know, Kyle Shanahan is – a genius and can move guys around and uh and make it happen so yeah and do you think uh do you think uh Debo Samuel you think he's the number number one there well he is right now I think oh over like I mean as far as receiver goes right yeah yeah I mean kind of have to right I mean you have Marquise Goodwin who is more of a big play deep ball guy right and Debo Samuels is uh he had 87 yards and a touchdown and of course George Kittle. Yeah, he's I mean, monster. We all know that. But yeah. All right, cool. Uh, all right, so who else do you have here? Uh, let's look at some other – one more QB, Phillip Rivers against the Texans. Um, you think Mike Williams is is the beneficiary of a good game from Phillip Rivers? I, th- I think so because he's – well, he's healthier than he was last week, and he performed last week. So he had the yeah. extra week to get healthier. And it's just with this this Texans defense, they they seem to be giving up a lot through the air. They're giving up almost 300 yards through the air in the last two weeks. And Rivers is he's currently quarterback 15 in fantasy, and he's thrown over 600 yards and three touchdowns in two weeks. So he's got the weapons out there with Eckler. I think Eckler is going to be a beast this week. And I just think you know the standard Allen. There's going to be this is going to be a shootout. I am in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Which is a uh, good yep. news for the quarterbacks and wide receivers. All right, uh, a couple guys. Either you have mentioned on here. We kind of already talked about DJ Moore, Devonta Freeman, um, Allen Robinson. You have mentioned here. He is playing the Redskins. Most likely, he will be facing Josh Norman. But that doesn't scare you enough, away enough to start. No, him. I think Norman's lost a lost a step or five <laughs> over <laughs> the years. He doesn't look like the same. He's not that. Uh, yeah punishing cornerback that he used to be and i just think sure. robinson looks like like he did like he was in the, like he did when he was in his prime you know what i mean yeah. he was bottled up last week uh, against denver but you know he was still he's still getting targeted and he's still still getting receptions so and they're going up against a redskins team that's given up the third most fantasy points to receivers right now too so there's going to be some enough. yardage to be had against this team for sure okay uh, let's talk about some of your sits here. Uh, you do not like Baker Mayfield this week against the Rams. You, yeah. You know, it's the last, last couple weeks. You look at his game on Monday. Uh, yeah, it was Monday, right? Yeah. Monday against the yeah. Jets. Yeah. His numbers were great, but they were also helped out by, uh, Beckham Jr.'s, uh, 89 yard catch and run, right? Yeah. His touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I think Baker... I, I'm a big Baker fan. Like I was, I was excited to watch him last year, but now watching him this year, it's like he's lost, lost a little, lost something. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's the fact that it's going to his head now, but he just doesn't look like the mm-hmm. same quarterback he ended the season last year. 
no, there's, you know, there, there, there's definitely, they're playing differently for sure. Um, you know, they're trying to spread the ball out more. They're trying to throw it deep. You know, they're not using Nick Chubb as much as they should. Uh, they try, they're trying to unleash Baker, at least in my, from my perspective, I don't watch a lot of Cleveland Browns film, but from my perspective and what I see, what I've seen on, you know, Monday, they, they're, they're trying to unleash somebody that is not ready to be unleashed. <laughs> they, they need to play him safe like they were last year and, and let him do what he does, you know, spreading the ball around. I get it. You have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham uh, catching the ball for you. You got to get the ball in their hands, but at the same time, you got to play to Baker's strengths yep. and spreading the ball out like this is not. Yeah, is it not just me though too? They're throwing the ball a lot more than they did last year. It seems I th- like it. I think, right. Seems and like that's it. why, and I think maybe that's why it's, that's why he's looking the way it is. Maybe by them limiting his throws last year and using Chubb quite a bit, Last year, maybe he just looked that much better. Maybe he isn't the most consistent, you know, consistent thrower because he did miss a lot of easy passes uh, on Monday as well. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, Baker has attempted 38 passes week one, 35 week two. Um, so without that big play from Odell Buckham Jr., uh, you're looking at a sub 250, 250-yard yeah. game. And, and, and no touchdowns, right, if, if Beckham no doesn't touchdowns, get that. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, against the Jets. Yeah. Man, did you? So, I can't, yeah, definitely. How the those. hell did Simeon get up after that hit and just walk it off? Crazy. Yeah, he must have been. Yeah. yeah. Like just walked off. Pure adrenaline just walked off and then just sat down. Yeah. And was like, what the hell was that? Yep. Hundred percent. All right. A uh, couple other sits. No notable sits. Robbie Anderson's playing the Patriots. Um, I mean. Sam Darnold's not back yet, and this offense sucks. Yeah, so well, they, you they got really Luke Fo- Luke Falk. Falk is the name. Luke Falk. That's your quarterback, right? I don't know. You're the yeah, Luke. You're the yeah, pro. Luke. Luke Falk's uh, quarterback now, and yeah. a that should be that's already you're downgrading him, but he's also drawing probably Stefan Gilmore in this matchup against. That's going to be mm-hmm. a complete blowout. So yeah. I mean, they're going to try yeah. to force him the ball. It's just going to. Now, it's not going to be good for this Jets team. I'm curious to see who's going no. to be worse at the end of the year, if it's going to be the Jets or Miami. Listen, uh, Sam Darnold is coming back week five. They're, they're, that's what they're saying. In two of my leagues, Jamison Crowder was dropped last week, which is crazy. Uh, if you have – I look, the Jets aren't good, and they're not going to be good. But Jamison Crowder is going to continue getting 10-plus targets a week with Sam Darnold healthy. I highly urge you to pick up uh, Jameson Crowder as soon as oh, you can. Oh, absolutely. I I, I, uh, I actually picked him up in the Dynasty League, and I it's one of these ones where we can sign for like a, a one to three years or something like that. I signed him for two years just because for length of his contract with the Jets, just because I knew he's going to, he was going to get a lot, of, a lot of play rate from the get-go just because they needed yeah. that slot receiver. And he's, he's always been good when yeah. he had the ball. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I agree. And Sam Darnold's going to – I mean, you saw him – I think if my memory serves me right, it's 17 targets that yeah, he had in week 17, one. 17, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's huge vote of confidence, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, right there. So, yeah, pick up Jamison Crowder if he's available. Uh, even buy low. I mean, do what you got to do to get – as bad as this is, Sam Darnold's going to feed him. And Chris Herndon, the tight end, uh, he's coming back from his suspension pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, that'll be – After week four. After week so. four, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and Sam Darnold comes back week five, so uh, perfect for everybody. You're right. So basically, it, you're telling me Miami is just still going to be the worst team in the league. <laughs> oh, hundred uh, percent. I think we talk about the Miami Dolphins every episode oh, yeah. for the last twenty episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, they the Dolphins are far and away the worst team ever. Uh, probably worse than the winless. Uh, didn't the Lions go winless one year? The Browns went winless once. Like recently, in all, in all, the, the, in all the years I've watched football, like my this has got to be the worst team. Miami's got to be the worst team I've ever, ever watched, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're. It, I think they are. Uh, let's see. Since 1944, only five teams have had winless seasons: the 1960 Dallas Cowboys, the 76 Bucks, 82 Baltimore Colts, 2008 Lions, and the 2017 Cleveland Browns. 
and for me, because I'm only 36 years old, uh, the 08 Lions and the 17 Browns are the only ones I know, and I'm pretty sure the Dolphins are worse yeah. than those two no, teams. No, I, I'd be in the same boat as you. Those are the two, two that I I would remember. So, yeah, definitely worse than both of those teams. <laughs> All right, uh, probably the biggest surprise sit that you have here is Josh Jacobs playing the Vikings. Uh, why? Just this defense. Uh, I think the Minnesota defense is is solid, right there. It's going to be a negative game script too, and Jacobs has not been has not been uh, active in the passing game at all. Right? right, you know what I mean. I mean, obviously, sure. if you're going to play him, play him. Or if you have him, you're going to play him. But the fact of a, I believe that yeah, Oakland's going to get down super early in this one. Negative game script. He's dealing with a growing injury now as well. It's right. just not it's not it's not aligning for him, I don't think, in this game. Right. You stay patient with Josh Jacobs. He plays Minnesota this week. He plays Chicago week five. And then week six he has his bye. But week seven on, it's looking juicy. Yeah, oh yeah. Fourteen and fifteen are, are tough matchups, but uh seven through thirteen. He's going to be he's going to be a beast, and he's going to get better as the season goes on. I think so. Um, stay patient with Josh Jacobs over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I, I like by, him. You know, I, low I, I, I like him. I'm curious to see how his body's going to hold up, though, as far as with, yeah. with all those carries that he's going to be getting. But he's looked right. good. He's good. Look good up to this point. Right. Uh, so some of uh, I'll just kind of breeze through a couple of the quarterbacks that I like. Uh, to sit, and then I'll go through a couple that I don't like to, uh, or I'm sorry, that I don't like to sit, that I do like to start. Um, and you could tell me if you disagree with any yeah. of this stuff. Uh, in the, I'm going to kind of go so like surprising sits, right? I'm going to go first quarterbacks. Um, Kirk Cousins start. Jameis Winston start. Josh Allen start. I really, really like Josh yeah, Allen this I, week. I agree. Uh, actually, my rankings, I think people are going to call me crazy because I have Josh Allen as my sixth best quarterback. John has him at four, so I'm not that crazy. I have him at seven. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's solid, man. He's going to be good. Uh, so, yeah, Josh Allen. And um, those are my definitely starts. My sits, uh, Derek Carr for sure. Uh, Joe Flacco. I do like the Baker Mayfield sit. I don't think he's going to have a good week. And... Oh, uh, Andy Dalton. So if I mean, I guess those aren't really surprising because whatever. It no, is and see, what and that's is, when I try to put this article it. together. I, you know, the, I always try to look at. Hey, I didn't put Josh Allen up there because I think I wrote about him last week. So sure. you know, you you try to I try to put different guys out there, look at different matchups and everything like that. Just kind of look for the pluses and guys that like. I'm not going to be putting no like Tom Brady and Matt Ryan stuff like that up there. It's usually, you know, the, the the bottom half of those quarterbacks, right? And look at who's going to have the, the better matchup. Yep. You know, so, I mean, and yeah, yeah, stupid me, my my number one rest of the season quarterback, Gardner Minshew, I got him as a sit this week. <laughs> this guy's a beauty. I just, uh, I just saw something come up about the picture of him and the stuff that he does with his whole stretching routine with you know he puts his aviators on and jock strap yeah. and just stretches in front of everybody he has a freaking yeah. beauty I told I told Sarah I said let's have another kid and name him Gardner she's like get Gardner. the hell out of here uh some of my uh some of my rushing uh I'm sorry rushing some of my running back uh to start and sits uh the obvious uh, Mark Ingram is another really good start. We called him a good start week one, and he was. He's another great start this week. Um, Devonta Freeman, like you mentioned, is a good start. Uh, that was a good call, I think. I really like David Montgomery this week. I think he bounces bounces back. Surprisingly enough, and I know people are going to hate me for saying this, but Peyton Barber is a is a good start this week. Yeah, I also have him on my as my other starts. I have him written down there, and I also have nice. I also have. It's funny, I just. <laughs> I just said I was off the Duke Johnson bandwagon. I got him as a start only because game script, right? Because I think it's going to be a shootout, sure. and that's where I think he's going to get his uh, his stats are going to be through through the air, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of my sits for running backs. Uh, don't really like Joe Mixon. I don't like Carryon Johnson. Uh, I don't like 
whatever Kansas City running back you have, whatever whatever you're feeling, uh, whatever, however you feel about whatever Kansas City running back, uh, it's going to be tough for him. And Adrian Peterson. Um, you're not super excited about Adrian Peterson, I don't think, no. this year at all. But you, Adrian Peterson and Peyton Barber go like hand in hand. I feel like, <laughs> do you like they're like they're they're running backs. They're gonna play. They're gonna get touches, but it's like. But every time you, you insert excited? them in your lineup, you want to vomit. You're you're, you're like wincing, right? Yeah. You're like putting them in there, like, oh god, should I, uh, you know, put Geronimo Allison instead? Yeah, and all, and all you're <laughs> like, hoping when you know, you're watching the game is as soon as one of them gets it, you're just like touchdown you're like oh please be just be all i need is one touchdown and everything's perfect <laughs> that's what i don't <laughs> i uh yeah that's that's my thing with i with either of those guys it's just i have Peyton barber in my starts column and i'm just like i was like uh but he's been running yeah. well that's the thing right and ronald jones yeah. is still not doing much of anything right now so what a what a waste right yeah but anyways, uh, I think that was a very efficient episode. Um, usually, when I have Brito or John on, they uh, they get way you know crazy, and I don't get to don't get to give the info that I want. Uh, that's being mean. That's not true. Um, but I do love uh, when Canadian Clayton joins the podcast. Well, I ho- hope I didn't blow it too much, and I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me anytime, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that wraps it up. If you guys want the rankings that I talked about, uh, you can get Clayton's rankings as well on the site as soon as I update it. Uh, you can get his rankings, all the ESF contributors, well, not all the ESF contributors, but uh, I don't know, six of them are on our website, I think. Uh, also, the, all the articles that Clayton's writing uh, is on the website as well, on Twitter, at Clayton on Twitter. Good luck spelling Kadu. Even if Clayton spells it, you're not going to remember it because uh, he's going to change his Twitter name soon. I'll change it. I think I'll I'm change gonna, it. I think I'm going to convince him to change <laughs> it. Anyways, guys, we appreciate you listening, downloading to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. We're going to start getting putting some more, more and more video out as well. So subscribe to our channel on YouTube. And uh, I think that's about it. We appreciate it. Talk to you guys tomorrow or later, <laughs> maybe next week. <laughs> Probably next week. We're not going to record a Saturday episode. So uh, we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo. Eat, sleep, fantasy.